Hello and welcome to Life with Francie podcast. On today's episode, I have the pleasure to interview Ms. Marcy, a wonderful woman who has been practicing certified public accountant for over 30 years. Her passion is educating people about their finances. She created moneymarcy.com to have a broader reach and help out educate people how to take control of common money related decisions in their lives. Uh, Ms. Marcy has been a freelancer writer for almost 20 years, writing for a wide range of uh, publications. Money Marcy, where she combines her financial and writing background. So what it is uh, like to uh, life with Marcy? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Um... Life with Marcy right now is about talking to people about money. I, um, I wrote a book and uh, was very excited to, uh, to be sharing that with people. I've been reaching out to schools and school districts and podcasters and anyone that wants to talk about how money affects our lives. Because if you're having challenges with money, you probably have extra stress. And no matter where you are, you've got all these decisions you've got to make about money, whether it's buying or leasing or signing up for whatever health insurance choices you have, or how you put money into retirement, or how you figure out how to invest money. All of these are decisions we're making every day. What what to buy? Can I really afford that that Starbucks coffee? You know, should I be, you know, maybe making it at home a couple of times a week? Um, you know, everything we do relates to money. All roads yeah. lead through money. Even if you go to a free event, chances are you had to drive there. Um, and even if the event is free, maybe you have to figure out because of the length of time, you're going to need to go out to eat while you're there. Or do you pack a lunch or eat before you go? Or, I mean, all of these things, when money is tight, all of these things become significant decisions. And so my goal is to help people understand as much as they can about money. Uh, my book is Money Marcy's Guide to Financial Literacy, and it's available on Amazon. Okay, um, I will put the link in the description of the episode. That would be great. And my website, I, I post a blog about every two weeks um, because I, I want people to think about it often enough. But I think if I sent something out like money every day, they need time to absorb what I what I talked about, what I wrote about. And so I'm, I'm trying to bring that up and make those common money things we have to talk about because money is everything and money is nothing. Money itself yeah. is really nothing. It's pieces of paper or pieces of metal. But what they do is, is they allow us to do everything else. And, uh, you know, all these studies about financial literacy show how little people know about money. And, and we have to do better. We have to do better for others and we have to do better for ourselves to help, to help people do better. It's truly an important conversation. For me, I am 34 years old. And in 2019, I became aware of money <laughs> through the Dave Ramsey. Uh, I was listening to podcasts and stuff like that, but he's too strict for me. And I don't have that kind of discipline. But 
it, it showed me like what money means because really as a family and uh, even in schools, nobody talks about money. And we have to, we have to do a better job of talking about money in schools, with our families, with our friends. I mean, if you're someone who your money situation is tight, you want to get together with your friends, but maybe they're, you know, whether they don't have kids or they have better paying jobs or they don't have as big a car loan, whatever it is, their money situation is different than yours. And maybe they can go to more expensive restaurants without thinking about it. And you still want to see them, but you don't want to get yourself into debt to spend time with your friends. So it's okay to talk to them and say, you know what? I want to see you. Let's do pizza or let's do potluck or, or whatever else and not feel that you can't spend time with your friends and have those connections if you don't meet them at a restaurant that's too expensive for you. Um, and another thing I tell people is everyone is different. So your passion might be going to see plays and you don't care about your dining experiences as much, or your, your passion might be the dining experience and you don't care about going to concerts, whatever it is, you have to figure out what matters to you. And that's where you should put the money that you have to spend. And don't let someone else say, well, this is, this is where you have to put it because you don't. I, and I think David Ramsey offers wonderful information and advice, but you know, we're, we're all individuals. We yes. all have different priorities. We all have different situations. Uh, I tell people just because you went to school with someone and you graduated with similar grades and you went to college and you got the same degree and you both got jobs with the same title does not mean your financial situation is the same. It does not mean your salary is the same. No matter how similar you look, you bring different, um, different experiences, different strengths, different weaknesses to anything you do. And the chances are you're not going to be in exactly the same situation. And we have to respect that. We have to have those conversations respectfully. Um, I, I think it's important when you start giving your child an allowance, which is usually, I think, around five or six years old, that you let them make mistakes, that you let them buy all the candy they want, and then they don't have money for the book they want. And then they learn that it's a limited resource. Right now, social um, media is like, but that's a topic that has been <laughs> divided, okay? Like you got one side that is like, what? I allow my kids to be home and that's it. And then you got the other ones that is like, oh no, for extra, like they have their chores that they have to do every day, but then they have extra ones to uh, build money. In my opinion, I came from, my mom just gave me money if I had good grades. But everything else in the house, I'm an only child. I was spoiled to death. So like, if sure. I were, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. <laughs> but like, I didn't have that conversation about money. And so now I'm, I'm learning about money in my 30s. So like, I appreciate the parents that I at least trying to have that conversation with the child to understand, hey, money just doesn't come from trees. Right, and those limitations, I mean, let, let's face it, someone's going to give their five-year-old kid a dollar and someone's gonna give them $5 and someone's gonna give them $20 for whatever period of time they give the allowance. So they're all gonna come from different experiences, 
but the hope is that they make their their mistakes when it's an affordable amount of money you know okay i don't get this book i get it it's not oops i can't make my car payment it's you know you you learn those limitations whatever they may be and wherever they come up for you when when it's an affordable mistake because we learn much better from our own mistakes than from someone else's you yeah. know i can tell people about money and i can say hey remember to put it into your retirement i can i can have i have spreadsheets available that say hey look at this and you can change it to your own numbers if i put away a thousand dollars a month or a thousand dollars a year starting at 25 years old it's worth a whole lot more if i don't start putting away money until i'm 45 and to get those numbers to equal the same at the end how much more do i have to put away at these different ages um it's it's very eye-opening to see the difference that it makes um, when you start making those decisions and start making those contributions. So we have to have those discussions. We have to let them make mistakes. We have to let them learn. Hopefully they don't make too many mistakes. Hopefully when you say, okay, well, it's your money to spend. However, your book costs $5 and the candy, you know, whatever. And you can have the book now if you don't spend it on other things, or you can put away a dollar a week for a month and you know five weeks you get the book or whatever it is to to have those conversations you know tell your kids okay the family can go out to dinner at x restaurant but if we want to bring your friend we're going to go to y restaurant which is a little cheaper because we have let's say a hundred bucks to spend for dinner or 50 bucks to spend for dinner or whatever that amount is and and let them see you making financial decisions yeah it doesn't mean you have to tell them your your salary that doesn't mean you have to tell them your house payment but have start having a conversation okay we can go to the ice cream parlor and get one for each of us or for the same money we can go to the grocery store and get a couple of gallons and chocolate sauce and marshmallow fluff and whipped cream and whatever which do we want to do I did appreciate that from my mom. Like, um, we didn't have that much money, but we had everything with what we have. And like, when we went to the mall or something like that, she would be like, okay, Francie, like today we don't have money for a toy, but I can get you a cotton candy. So like now as a grown up, I can be like, especially working for the post office, I get paid bi-weekly. I could be like, okay, this paycheck, I can't get this, but the next paycheck, I can do it. <laughs> right. I mean, that's those are things we have to learn and be aware of. The problem is, first off, like you said about social media, so I'm going to approach it from the other side of social media, which is we see our friends' best lives. We see their vacations. We see the fancy restaurants. We don't see the nights that they just have macaroni and cheese for dinner. We don't see when they go to the budget movie theater or they stay home and watch a movie because they ran out of money this month. We don't see their credit card bills, credit card balance. We don't know their mortgage or if they have a home equity line. I mean, we only see the best parts and, and we see behind the curtain for ourselves. We, we know when we're scrambling to write the check to pay the bill. We know when, when we're saying, oh, you know what? I ran out of money and I still have a little bit of month left. Um, and, and those are things we have to be aware 
and not get jealous and not worry about keeping up with someone else whose things might not be important. You know, this per person's important thing is traveling. So yeah, they're gonna go to Italy or, or England or wherever. That's not our thing. That's not important to us. If we were to go and do that, it would just be so we could show pictures and make other people jealous. But, but that traveling isn't the thing that gives us joy. And when we spend money, there's the money that you have to spend, your mortgage, your groceries, you know, all of, all of those kind of things. And then there's the money that brings us joy. And you should be making decisions for it to bring you joy. You I like personally. That. I never thought of it that way. I just, there's so many things that give me joy. So I got to control my joy. <laughs> I understand that. I, I, I definitely understand that. It's real easy to uh, find joy, especially when things are new and shiny. But I bet if you look in your closet or your bookshelf or whatever, you're going to say, wow, this bought me joy for the five minutes that I bought it. And the first time I wore it, and now it's just clothing. Yesterday was like a wake up call for me because I'm a shopaholic in a way of emotional shopaholic. So that's like an extra <laughs> icing on the top. <laughs> and yesterday I had a rough emotional day and I had zero money. Okay. So that made it even worse. But like I came home and I looked at other ways that I could make myself feel better. But it was the fact of how many times I did that before, that I did the emotional shopping and then my account be overdraft and I was depressed and I was this and I was that, all of it just because I bought a bunch of stickers that I didn't need. I actually, you can see them in the back, that's a lot of washi tape. <laughs> right, but, but I mean, we all, we all have those things that, you know what, I'm having a bad day whether it's you need to go out and have an ice cream or a gigantic ice cream sundae, or you need to go out for a burger or a fancy meal, whatever it is, there's something there that, that makes you feel good. And you've got to decide if it's going to make you feel good for, for five minutes or for a week. And if it's only going to make you feel good for five minutes, then maybe that's not the best place to put your money. A hundred percent. And then to start thinking about the future, uh, what's like a good, I know, depending on the budget and yearly pay and everything else, what is like a good amount to start with for investing on a, like a 401k? The best amount to start with is what you can afford to start with. And if that means five bucks a paycheck, then five bucks a paycheck because chances are a 401k is probably in a mutual fund. And uh, many of the mutual fund houses are very, you know, they'll, they'll let you start with five bucks a month or five bucks a paycheck to get you started. And you'd be surprised how quickly it builds. And uh, it's important to, once you get started and you say, you know what, I'm putting this five bucks in there and I'm still doing the same financially outside. Let's, let's, put that up to six bucks or eight bucks or 10 bucks and, and watch yourself. And then when you get a raise, you know, that's great. You got a, let's call it a $50 a paycheck raise and 25 bucks of that you get to keep and 25 bucks should, should be split among your savings and your investing. 
And about no, no, savings, you... uh, what do you like recommend or advise? I know uh, for Dave Ramsey is a thousand dollars in the <laughs> account. Well, you want to, you know, the, the conventional wisdom is you want to have around six months of an emergency fund in savings. Uh, you're not going to get there all at once. So you get there a little at a time, even if it's $5 a paycheck goes into my 401k and $5 a paycheck goes into my savings account. Um, because the important thing is to start building and no amount is too small to start building with. Uh, I also recommend uh, a, a couple of weeks ago in my, in my blog post, I wrote about extended warranties. Some people buy every extended warranty that's offered to them. Some people buy none. And there's a whole bunch that are in between and say, well, this one is worth it and this one isn't. If you're someone that buys extended warranties, a great thing to do is to start a separate savings account. And instead of buying the extended warranties, always put it in that savings account. And then what you've done is you've essentially put an extended warranty on everything you own because that's your extended warranty account. So when something goes bad, you have that money put away for your device. Because I don't know about you, but I always buy the extended warranty for the wrong device. It's always something else that breaks. And besides, it always breaks a day out of warranty or the component that's not covered. Yeah. But if I have all those extended warranty fees and I put them in my extended warranty account, all of my devices are covered and that money is there for me to decide whether I want to replace it or buy new or whatever. I don't have to worry about anyone else making that decision. And I don't feel I wasted the money on the extended warranties that were never used. Um, you know, you have to decide obviously if you're gonna switch to this strategy, if there's something that you feel I can't live without my ex and I need to have an extended warranty on this. I mean, that's your mentality and that's your money and you have to do what feels safe and right to you. Um, that's, money is emotional. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted it gives us stress when we don't have enough and it allows us to spend it to get joy and then add stress if we spent too much to get joy. but. But a lot of decisions with money are emotional. Uh, when we're buying a gift and we say, oh, you know what? This person means a lot. I can buy a little bit nicer of a gift. I can give a little more generously or I can, or things are really tight right now and I can't, but I'm gonna appreciate what I can. It's important to, to appreciate as we start making that savings, to appreciate that we're able to make that savings, to appreciate that we're able to pay down the debt, to appreciate and respect ourselves when we say, wow, I was going to go out and buy a bunch of clothing because I was having a down day. I didn't do it. And look how much money I saved. And I feel really good about myself for what I saved. That was a huge step forward. And, and uh, that makes me feel good. Maybe as good as I would have felt for that five minutes buying the dress, maybe not. But, but I want to make sure I recognize and feel good about the times I make good decisions. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, no, I love it because like like I said, I'm an emotional shopper. <laughs> so <laughs> I save money when I stay home. 
and don't hit Amazon. Oh my God, don't even get me started on Amazon. So I've been trying for the past few years, I've been trying to get better at the money talk and uh, thanks to the post office, they offer the TSP three saving plan. So I do have my money. I Right now I'm just focusing on surviving because I was not in overtime desireless. And that's another talk, like people that are addicted to the money, but they're not making good decisions with money. So I took myself off the overtime desireless for six months so I can reset my brain and check my priorities. It's important. But then of course, when you do that, it adds stress because you're not making as much money. Um, I get it. I get it. And there are people who plan, oh, I'm going to make this much money this year because they're counting in the raise they expect to get. They're counting in the overtime they expect to get. They're counting in the bonus they expect to get. And something happens and some of those don't come in as big as they had anticipated, but they had already their spending plan in place. So you have to be, you have to be careful of that. I, I, um, had clients who were in sales, which is significantly commission-based. And they would have a really big year and maybe they'd have a second big year and they'd be living the life of that kind of money. And then they'd have a smaller year. And it's really hard to bring your spending down, especially if you made financial commitments. I got my house and my mortgage based on that higher income. I got a new car and a car payment based on my higher income you know, and my kids school or things that I pledge to to my church or whatever it is. And you have to be careful because you make these commitments and some of them are harder to get out of or to even just say, okay, for a little while, can we make it less? For me, and, and we have to be aware of that. Uh, to the car payment. <laughs> Every car payments are hard. I do it to myself. I'm like, okay. So I'm going to pay this one off and that's it. Nope. Right before I'm done, boom, I get a new one. But I'm grateful and I'm praying that I'm going to get my life together so I can pay it sooner. <laughs> I typically keep my cars eight to 10 years. So I buy and don't lease. And then I end up with, you know, depending on how quickly I paid off the car, I might get five years without a car payment. And the repairs for tires and whatever else with the driving that I happen to do, I'm coming out ahead. And then for my next car, I have I have something to turn in that still has some value. Um, but it's hard if someone does a lot more driving or their lifestyle is such that they need whatever a new car might offer, especially, you know, as I said, if they were in sales or if they were in something that they needed to show. That's that's the hardest thing is when you have to show a lifestyle to be taken seriously. Um, in the post office, you don't. And, and as, uh, as a writer and, and what I do now, I don't. But there, there have been times in my life where, you know, you're kind of, I don't want to say judge, but there are expectations about what you drive. There are expectations about how you dress. And those things cost money meeting those expectations. And you have to, you have to be aware of those as well. Yeah. But I like the fact that uh, how you said it to um, feel joy, you know, to focus on things that uh, feel joy. Um, so, yeah. Um, anything else that you would like to like promote for people to follow you or. 
I would love for people to check me out on moneymarcy.com. That's M-O-N-E-Y-M-A-R-C-I, one word, dot com. Uh, also, my book is available on Amazon. Uh, I don't know. I want to send you there to look at my book, but I don't want to send you on a buying spree. Oh, um, no, I will have it on the description <laughs> of the, uh, the episode. I love that. I want to support other women and especially books. I would love to have one one day, but I'm not that type of grown up yet. So I'm excited to check out your book. <laughs> right. It's Money Marcy's Guide to Financial Literacy. As I said, it's available on Amazon, both in uh, soft cover and as a um, Kindle download. Nice. So uh, however is the most convenient way for people to read. Um, I tried to make it really accessible and cover a lot of those topics that, that are the things we don't talk about that we need to work on talking about more and, and making sure people understand as they move forward in their lives. Well, thank you so much for this interview. <laughs> I love that you uh, uh, volunteer, you know, to come in my show. So I appreciate you for your time. I was thrilled to be here. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of Life with Tracy podcast. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. I will have all the links and everything in the description of the episode. If any, if you know anybody who will benefit from listening to the, this episode, please share the episode with them. And of course, don't hesitate to check out uh, moneymarcy.com for all the resources she has to offer. So um, thank you so much for listening to another episode and have a blessed day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. If you like to stay in touch or like to support me in any other way, check out my Linktree Life with Francie profile where I have all of my social media, uh, coupons for my favorite stores, and more. Also, if you like this podcast, it will mean the world to me if you share it with your friends or leave a review. God bless. Don't stress. I'll be back with another episode soon.